Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars, where we interview top real estate agents in the marketplace. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, and we have for us or with us today a very special guest, Lake Bishop, who is one of my favorite agents in the Denver market. He specifically focuses on the Green Valley Ranch neighborhood. And this is what I love about Lake. He's so innovative in the kind of marketing he does in his farm area. That's why I wanted to have him on the show to share some of his nuggets of wisdom, how he developed his plan to do neighborhood farming um, and just share his wisdom in the business. He's one of the top producers in the area. He's got a lot of great things to share. So welcome to the show, Lake. Thanks, RJ. Um, yeah, so I've been doing real estate for about 10, 11 years since 2000, I believe 11. Um, and when I got into it, I really struggled on trying to figure out how to get business, what's the best way. Um, so for the first six months, I just went to classes. I went to all sorts of classes, trying to learn what to do, how to get business, how to actually do real estate, follow mm -hmm. people around, did anything I could do to just figure that piece out. So I started off and you know, I tried to buy some Zillow leads, some realtor.com leads and different platforms like that. And I got some leads, but what I found is, is like you get a re lead on the other side of the town and you don't know that area as well. Um, you couldn't speak that eloquently to whatever you, when you were talking to a client. Um, so I went through a class with Bruce Gardner called hyperlocal uh, farming. And it really just kind of hit home with me as like, if you live in a neighborhood, you can definitely do a better job of representing it, getting your name out there. Um, and you also just come across as more genuine. So yeah. I, I just started with a couple little nuggets on, um, you know, just started going to the, we have a neighborhood organization that is kind of like the representative for the neighborhood that's supposed to pass along information, put on events. So I started volunteering with those guys and going through all that. Um, and honestly, as I mean, as anybody who's been doing real estate any amount of time, it really is just the people you meet and get your name out there, which is extremely hard to do because it's super competitive. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of realtors in every market. Um, so trying to differentiate yourself and put yourself at the head of the pack, per se, um, I can't think of a better way to do that. So that's kind of what I've been yeah. doing. And, you know, I've, I've over time kind of refined it a little when I'm always looking for new strategies to get better and improve what I'm doing. Because, you know, anytime you let your guard down, somebody else tries to copy you or do something else. And, um, you know, it can be very competitive. So, uh, yeah. but I found pretty good success, you know, over the past few years, I've done as many as 55 transactions as a year in a year. Um, and even in slower times, it's still keeping me busy enough, at least. And, uh, you know, we're always more slower. We try to put more effort back into it. So that's that's in a roundabout way what we've been doing for the last seven, eight years. Um, and it's been pretty effective. Nice. Yeah. And I think actually, I think we met because you came to one or two of my classes way back when when I was teaching classes. So. We did. And I actually took some strategies from that. I mean, one of the things that um, I took away from some of your classes that I just kind of like, actually a couple of things I grouped together and used them as I do a lot of videos. So I, I'll make little videos around the neighborhood mm -hmm. and it can be from anything to doing a video with another business or promoting an event or if we're doing an open house. I'll do a live video or a recorded video and post it all over Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, Google business. 
Um, I register my business as in the neighborhood. So I just use my home address to register my business on Google. So when somebody looks up a real estate agent, I pop up in the neighborhood as a as an office. It's actually just my home, but it's not um, ever been a problem. People don't really just run to the office. They end up calling me and we meet um, either at their home or you know when we're out seeing homes. Um, but one of the things with video that is very cool is I'll be at the grocery store and people will come up to me and say, hey, like I saw you hosting this event or the trash cleanup or um, like I do videos with the, some of the local businesses. And I've actually sold probably 10 local business owners, either a house or sold a house to one of their family members or helped them sell their house. Um, yeah. And that's just really cool because that gives you free content to put out there. So if I go meet with like the guy who's opened the local sandwich shop and we say, Hey, you know, we're going to do a two for one deal. If you mentioned this video, you post it on social media. Um, and once you post it on social media, they share it to their whole network or email it out or whatever they can do to promote it. So now it just expands kind of your target base and it's just one more way, you know, people will say, I see you everywhere. I saw you doing a video with that business. Um, like I do a monthly trash cleanup, which we can talk about as well, but we just do a trash cleanup on the last Saturday of every month. Super inexpensive to set up. I partner with one of the local restaurants to use their trash can so we don't have to haul anything away. We literally meet behind the restaurant, do a trash cleanup. I do social media videos before and after. I do it with the people that come. And a lot mm -hmm. of the people that have come to the trash cleanup end up using me to sell their house. Or I'll even get people that come out after the, uh, or never came to the trash cleanups, but when I go meet with them, they say, we appreciate everything you do in the community. And we're going to sell our house. And we knew you were the first guy to call. So like I said, a lot of these little concepts can kind of multiply on each other, like being on social media, doing events in the area, working with businesses, and you can even involve the businesses in your events. So I invite. Yeah, like, I love that. Like another big event we do is a trunk or treat. And we partner with the local uh, beer garden to do the trunk or treat. And they open up their whole facility. We have like face painters and so on and so forth. But then that gives me a, low pressure reason to reach out to literally anybody who owns a business in the two or three zip codes surrounding it. Cause I invite everybody, you know, even other real estate agents, I don't care. I just want to work together with everybody and then it looks good on you and is fun. And mm -hmm. I can spend 500 bucks putting on a trunk or treat, or I could spend two or $3,000 a month with one of the online lead companies. And I'm just on this way more fun, effective, and I just enjoy it a lot more. Um, getting a lead off the internet. They don't know who you are. They don't care. When I get a lead, I go to 10 listings. I get nine of them. Every once in a while, I lose one to, for whatever reason, they had a cousin who wanted to sell their house and they just wanted to talk to somebody else about it, what it's worth or little one-offs. But, you know, I get 90, 95% of the listings I go to because most of the time people are already sold on using me before I ever walk through their door. Um, and then as I kind of grew the hyper local thing. I mean, I, I got my car wrapped. So people see me driving around the neighborhood with my name on the side of the car. Um, that one can be super effective too. I mean, I, I've had people say, I saw you three times yesterday. I took it as a sign. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's just a million things you can do with it. And there's, you know, a lot of good resources out there to learn about it too. But my recommendation to anybody thinking about doing the hyper local thing is just pick one or two little things like join the HOA, start doing events. Those are two little things that can 
get you in front of a bunch of people. And it shows you care mm -hmm. and you, you may learn something about the neighborhood too. Absolutely. What, what I love about what you're doing is you've positioned yourself as the local celebrity. It's like you're the guy that everyone recognizes as the real estate expert in the area. And you've done it through all these, I mean, really it's free stuff that you're doing. You're doing these free, well, except for like when you do an event, like a trick or treat, it costs a little bit, but like videos free, the business to business stuff is free and you're just everywhere and people see you all over the community. So you're the, the go-to expert. I mean, and honestly, like the trunk or treat probably only costed us maybe 200 bucks. And that was for my own trunk and the candy. So we got the space yeah. for free from partnering with a local business that brought people into that business. Um, you know, they partnered with a local HOA who they provided a little bit of money to help kind of sponsor the event. Um, one of the local builders kicked in a little bit of money to help sponsor the event, Oakwood. Uh, you know, and then everybody else who comes out, they all bring different pieces to it. Even other, like I said, other real estate agents, lenders. I mean, everybody's welcome and they all kind of bring little different flares to the event. And then I just post, post, post. So try to get as many people to come out to it, but then you kind of incidentally get the credit for hosting it as well. I mean, and you know, it's just a lot of fun when people see you out there and they're, then they see you again at the Easter event or they see you at the 4th of July event or whatever else mm -hmm. that may be. Um, you know, another good one that is super cheap to implement is doing a community trash cleanup. So we were supposed to have yeah. one last Saturday, which is it's the end of January and there's, six inches of snow on the ground but i've been promoting it for a month and then you know friday i just did a video saying hey this is canceled we'll pick it up next month if the snow's finally melted but that video went out two or three different times in three different ways and everybody got to see it whether people were going to come or not it, you know is i want them to come obviously it'd be exciting if people showed up and come to the trash cleanup but a lot of times nobody even shows up if they don't show up they don't show up and that's okay I still got to put that content out there that helps. I mean, and we still do the trash cleanup. We go out there and pick up trash for an hour and then, mm -hmm. you know, put it in the trash can and it makes the neighborhood better, but you get all the credit like either way for doing the event. Um, and when people do come out, it's a lot of fun. And the cost yeah. of it is literally go to Home Depot or Lowe's and buy a bunch of trash bags and buy a few trash grabbers. I mean, you can get set up to do that event for probably 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, really you have to, now with the trash cleanup, I mean, this may seem like a silly question, but do you have to talk to the HOA first or do you, can you just go do it or uh, how does that part of it look? No, I mean, nobody's going to stop you if you're on the side of the road picking up trash. And then, I mean, I wouldn't think so, but I mean, that's a question that came to mind. Like, is the HOA going to be like, who are you guys out here in our neighborhood? No, I mean, but I always let them know about it um, just because I want them to blast it out in their newsletter. They have a newsletter that goes out every mm -hmm. month to the whole neighborhood. And they'll uh, put our information in there and say, hey, there's, there's one of the events going on in the neighborhood. It's the last Saturday at 10 a.m. Um, and it, you know, they'll give all the details. And then you know, the HOA members, I've sold two or three of the HOA people's houses just because they know <laughs> who I am and I have to partner with them and participate with stuff. Um, so that's, like I said, it's just, I mean, this business is about as many people as you can talk to as many eyeballs as you can get in front of, just like selling a house, the more eyeballs the house is in front of, the more showings you're going to get, the more opportunities you're going to get to sell the house. Well, with getting somebody to use you, the more eyeballs they see you, the more times they see you, whether it's the events, the 
car wrap, I'm on the grocery store carts. Um, I mean, just all the different stuff. The more times they see me, the better, but then actually getting to meet them in person, whether I'm partnering with their business, partnering with HOA, seeing them at the HOA, seeing them at an event. You know, mm -hmm. they may not be ready to sell for four years, but I've had people tell me that when we do, we'll be calling you. Yeah. Um, They're already pre-sold. I'm yeah, working so it. it just makes um, what you're doing, it makes your job easier. It's not as yeah. stressful as meeting somebody who doesn't know you from anybody else. It's not as stressful as, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's almost like a referral that you've never met. They know you, but you don't yeah. know them. Um, so you can make your whole neighborhood a referral base and it is super effective and you can put as much or as little effort into you to it as you want. I mean, you could just do one of these things and really have a successful business. But the more things you do, again, they just multiply on each other. Um, right. So, so do you do, do you do anything? Uh, I mean, some people might be listening to this and they're maybe overwhelmed by all this, uh, you know, video and social and all this stuff. Do you do any traditional marketing like mailers or, uh, you know, like maybe the, the, uh, you said the HOA newsletter, but maybe there's some print stuff you do. Uh, you mentioned the shopping cart. Do you do things like that? You know, I'm on the shopping cart uh, in our local King Supers. I have a mixed feelings about that. I think once you get to a certain level of recognition and like where people know who you are, it is kind of effective. For people, I, I've known people who've done it before and they put their name on a shopping cart and expect people to just start calling them and People aren't going to be going through a grocery store and just see your face on a shopping cart and be like, I'm calling that guy or girl. Right. Um, you know, if they already knew you, it might just be a reminder. It's kind of like putting Coca-Cola on the billboard at the, the Broncos stadium. Coca-Cola doesn't expect you to start drinking a Coke just because you see it. It's some, you know, you see it at McDonald's, you see it at the Broncos stadium, you see it at Rockies Field. It's the more the, the multiplier, the number of times they see your name. Um, and I try not to be too serious with it. Like we change out the ads on the shopping carts every six months and I don't put serious things. I don't just say, Hey, choose me as your realtor. We'll put something goofy on there. Um, and you know, I'll get people to call me. Like one time we uh, had one that looked like somebody graffitied it. And I kept having people calling me saying they graffitied the, the ad, but they had a like, mm -hmm. kind of smart comment about like, uh, having to do with like real estate and graffiti and it made sense on the ad. But anyway, um, I get by four, my, my own dad called me and he was like, Hey, you know, somebody <laughs> scribbled on all your ads at the King Supers. I was like, no, that's the way they're meant to be. Read the, read the, <laughs> the text behind it. Yeah. It got noticed because um, of that. Yeah. But people notice it and they call me and like, again, you just, you can't take everything so seriously and just, it, you have to make it fun. And it's kind of what we do. Like, even like the, like I said, the events, the trash cleanups, um, all of it, it's just stuff that you don't have to make so serious. Even when you're doing videos, if you mess up, just stumble through it and people, it makes you more identifiable to people. Actually, that was one of the things I think you taught us in a class. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So um, speaking of being creative and having fun with it, one of the recent things you did that I love is the Grinch. You were going around the neighborhood as the Grinch. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, what so it is, tell me about somebody, that a little bit. I got somebody to dress up. Well, so we do um, like a little tree lighting. It kind of partner with the HOA in the neighborhood. And mm -hmm. I don't actually host that event. But what I do is I, I go to the event and we always have a booth at the event. But to promote the event, 
we had a Grinch outfit. We had Grinch sightings around the neighborhood. So like in front of the sign in the neighborhood, in front of the lake or the rec center. Um, and just kept posting like, you know, five more days till the Grinch will be uh, taking pictures of the tree lighting. And we post a different little uh, cute video or picture or, of a Grinch sighting. And like, you know, all the kids liked it. The parents thought it was great. And then a bunch of people came out to the event afterwards and uh, took pictures with us and did the whole thing. So that was a... Just a easy awesome. Grinch suit. I think cost us seventy bucks, and then we got probably ten thousand views over a month on those uh, videos and pictures. So wow. that was super effective. And you know, again, all these things aren't things that are people are going to directly see and be like, "I'm using him as my real estate agent because he had somebody dress up in a Grinch outfit." It's just the accumulation of like them knowing your name and a reason to be in front of them. I don't post a whole lot of content about real estate, to be honest with you. I always put my signature at the bottom of a post, but I'm usually posting like, hey, there's a new Costco coming to the neighborhood. It should be ready in whatever, June of 2023. Um, I just try to post either about events, informational content, because um, nobody cares what the, you know, for average rate of appreciation is in a neighborhood or any of those stats. I mean, I'm sure there are people that care, but most people scroll right by that kind of stuff and don't like it. When you put something fun, like, or if you have some unique thing in a house, you can post something like that, or if you really want to make it about real estate, but that's, you know, that's something I see a lot where people are trying to post stuff that's just too serious. I mean, social media is supposed to be fun. All you're doing is posting market updates, which is not the worst thing in the world, but if they're not getting ready to sell or buy their house right now, they don't care. They're not going to look at it. They're not going to engage with your content. So, you know, if, mm -hmm. if you're making a video for a specific niche, like if you are a lender talking to real estate agents, it's helpful to talk about things that are going to help their business. If you're doing it for a neighborhood, you want to talk about things that are going to be for the neighborhood. Um, mm -hmm. Not necessarily specifically about real estate stats, because that's not super exciting. Do you do anything like that or just totally not? You know, any, um, every once in a while, I'll post something and I, against my own advice, and it usually doesn't get a whole lot of traction. Um, I will post content of like new houses that come on the market. I'll do a video tour of the house, or if we get it under contract, multiple offers. I'll post uh -huh. something like that. Um, but I don't, I, I try not to just post like market updates. So yeah, on my actual Foxtrot real estate page, I do. I try not to spam the the local neighborhood pages too much with that. And that, that is something you have to be careful with is you'll get thrown off neighborhood pages if you're being too spammy. Mm. So like in one of our groups in the neighborhood, um, you're only allowed to post about business once a month unless it's about an event. So if you're posting for an event or about another business or something like that, you can post more than once. So I use that mm. all the time. I don't use up my one post about like, hey, use me as a real estate agent. I can post multiple times because I'll be like, yep, come out to our trash cleanup or hey, thanks for coming to our trash cleanup or, you know, the Easter egg hunt is on whatever date and here's the details. Um, so that's, I mean, that's definitely something you have to be careful with. You don't want to come across as too, too much spammy. You're providing something of value you won't. Um, yeah. If you're bringing good stuff, then people are going to love it and they're going to want it to be posted. I mean, another thing I'm going to start doing here in the next uh, couple of weeks, 
is I actually heard this on uh, actually a podcast kind of like this. Um, and I think it's super smart. I mean, you should know all the builders. If you work in an area that has builders, you should go in like monthly and talk to the builders, be face to face with the sales reps. But sometimes they'll even send you deals. But um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in because the builders have all sorts of quick move-ins. I'm going to go to the quick move-ins and say, hey, you know, Oakwood or hey, Richmond or whoever, would it be okay if I made a video of your whatever, Telegra model? Um, and then I'm going to do a video of the, the model and say, hey, this is a quick move-in of the Avion model or whatever model it may be. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to post it all over social media saying you could be in this house in less than 30 days. But I'm also going to post it on YouTube with the builder's name, the model name, and then all my information, obviously. So when people search like Oakwood Avon model, hopefully that'll populate as one of the top results because odds are on a specific model from a specific builder that not many people have done a video on it. And right or any Google, Google automatically ranks YouTube videos higher than almost any content. So if you want to beat the Zillows and the Redfins and the the big companies, that's a way you can do content and get it ranked above their content. They're spending millions of dollars to make sure it's number one on Google. Um, so I haven't tried that one yet, but I, I just read about it or watched a, a video about it a, a week ago. And I already talked to one of the builders and they said they have a bunch of quick move-ins that I can do a video on. So we're going to oh, get that scheduled right and go in and do uh, videos and see one, maybe I can sell that specific house, but two, it's not even about that. I'm hoping somebody calls me and says, hey, after watching that video, I fell in and watched all your other videos and saw you're an expert in the neighborhood. I'm thinking about buying here. I don't even know if I want a new build. And um, if they do want a new build, we can help them go that way. If not, we can send them over to RJ to get pre-qualified and then um, get them looking for other homes. Yep. And I mean, that's such a genius strategy too, because I love, I mean, you, I think you practice this concept, but the long tail keyword, like the longer, instead of Oakwood Homes, which has 20,000 searches a a day or something, if you do Oakwood Homes specific model, um, Green Valley Ranch or whatever, and have have it be specific, have it be um, a geographic tag on there, that's going to be very few people searching that. So you're going to be number one. And studies show that people, when they search a specific term like that, they're closer to the buying decision. So these are people that are more likely to be buying soon and they're going to need your services. And it goes back to, again, like you said, they look at your other videos, they see your other content and they uh, see you as a market expert. So they want to call you. And the biggest thing I'd say is, you know, and I'm guilty of not doing this consistently as well, it's hard to do, but pick a handful of things and just commit to doing them. The biggest the reason I don't mind sharing, like, I mean, RJ's asked before if he could share one of my ideas in his video and other people have. I don't mind sharing any of my content or ideas because most people won't ever do them. And none of this stuff works. I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but none of this stuff works if you don't do it. And I can't tell you, I mean, I've had agents come and go that would have worked for me and I've told them everything they can do to be successful. And then six months in, they're like, I haven't sold any homes. I'm like, well, have you done any of the stuff we talked about or that you said you're going to do? And most people are like, well, you know, I've made a post on Facebook. I'm like, well, if you're making a post on Facebook, isn't going <laughs> to one post. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm like, you got to be consistent and, you know, start off small. Pick, I'm going to do a trash cleanup every month. Cause that's easy, f- almost free, especially if you partner with a business 
is one thing before you do it make sure you have somewhere to dump the trash because it's super expensive to take to the dump especially if you don't have a truck yeah good call but you know that's that's an easy one for anybody can do um i've had other lenders call me after finding out about the trash cleanup and they started one in their area just to get in front of buyers so they'd have buyers to give to their real estate agents um well i'm taking notes here by the way so <laughs> well you got a while till snow melts up there but um yeah when it does, you can borrow the trash grabbers. There you go. <laughs> nice. It works, I'm telling you. I mean, there's no better way. You walk around picking up trash with somebody for 30 minutes, they know who you are. Yep, absolutely. So how long did it take for this stuff to start clicking for you? You, st you said you started this seven or eight years ago. How long did it take to kind of figure out a groove and get some presence out there and have people start calling you? I mean, it was pretty immediate. Um, you know, I... I the first six months I was in real estate, I didn't do any transactions and I was just literally trying to figure out what to do. And then, you know, after that I did, I think 10 or 12 the next year and then like 30 something the following year. And then for the next few years, I was in the fifties for a number of transactions. So, I mean, it, it grew pretty quick. And, you know, again, it can be easy to get complacent whenever you're, you have deals coming in. Um, and that's one of my kind of goals of this year is to be more consistent with videos, be more consistent with, uh, good social media content um, and just I mean like I said uh, you know on my business page we try to post daily and not all that content is perfect but the stuff I share out to the group pages I think that's what's more important because that content populates in people's feeds and they see it and if you have good mm -hmm. fun stuff people will actually like it and sometimes they'll follow your page or you know they, they remember it and that's the whole goal so, you know, the getting traction on this is not super hard. And just, especially if you're doing fun things, you know, it doesn't have to be as ridiculous as putting someone in a Grinch suit um, and making them climb on a sign or whatever else. Like you can do all sorts of different fun little things in the neighborhood. I mean, again, just doing interviews with business owners. I've never had a, a business owner turn me down. Um, I've had interview owners that are super nervous um same thing with schools schools love getting information out to the community about their upcoming uh you know open house for people to come to the school to check it out or they have a back to school event i'll post that all over the social media and go do a video with the principal or the teachers or whatever else and then i've had teachers from the school call me to sell their house or help them buy a house um so just being present and anything you can possibly be present in is what I'd recommend. Um, but again, if you just pick a couple things, like we partner with my daughter's school and, you know, I'll get content out wherever they have good or bad, something happened. We some do videos about like they got a new little football field that was donated by the Broncos. So I went up there and did a video with the principal about the new football field. 90% of the people in the community, their kids don't go to that school, but it's still got a ton of likes and comments and, you know, oh, that's neat. Check it out. So, and then you kind of ingratiated yourself with the school as well, because they're appreciative that you're helping push their information out. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So we, we should wrap up here. We're kind of getting short on time, but I have one more question for you. What does a day look like for you? How do you plan out with all these great strategies? How do you figure out what to do? And I mean, you're probably also writing contracts at the same time and showing people houses, right? So how do you figure out what to do from day to day? Every day is different. And honestly, uh, being disciplined and just committing to 
your strategy and saying you're going to make sure I don't, I wouldn't say I necessarily have a day-to-day schedule. It's more I have goals for like the week or month. Like I want to make sure the content for the event goes out two weeks in advance and I want to film that content. So I just plan a time to set aside to go do it. But honestly, the stuff I'm talking about doesn't take a ton of time. Um, you know, sometimes you have to plan around other people's schedules if you're doing businesses with events. But a lot of times I'll run out at 8 a.m., noon, 5 p.m., it doesn't matter, and just do a video behind the, the business I partner with and in front of their dumpster. Because that's kind of a funny looking background. People are like, why is this guy doing a video in front of have a dumpster? Have you ever been arrested? No. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I'd say it, the strategy is probably a lot easier than most strategies to get business because I'm not spending three hours knocking on doors. Um, I'm not spending time cold calling leads through the neighborhood and all that stuff works. It's just not my strategy. I'm not, I'm not super aggressive. I don't ever go into a listing presentation and leave there asking them for the listing and make them sign something before I leave. I actually tell people before I go meet with them that I'm not going to do that. I say, Hey, I'm going to provide you a bunch of good information and I look at myself as a teacher at this point. My job is to educate you and make you comfortable. Um, and I just kind of, like I said, educate, make people comfortable, make yourself approachable. That would be the biggest uh, thing I'd say. But on a daily basis, I mean, my days are not like eight hours of marketing. You know, I get out there and I make sure I have my little checklist of stuff that I need to get done for the week. And I make sure all that gets done by the end of the week. And it leaves a lot of time for other stuff which is a good thing. I mean, I probably could do more business if I spent five hours a day making sure all, but you can only create so much content before it comes, or at least for one market, before it comes kind of overkill. So, you know, one video a week on the, the local page is probably enough unless you have mm-hmm. really good content to push out. Um, yep. So it's not like I'm spending eight hours in front of a camera every day making videos and doing all this. Um, yeah, that would be kind of the takeaway I have for that. So, so if someone's listening today and their their head is blown, they're like, "Oh my god, all this stuff! This is great! I want to get it, get it going." What would you like? What what if you could pick one strategy to start off with for someone to get these types of hyper local things going? Where would you start? I mean, I would say the first thing you do is to get involved in the neighborhood, whether that be go to the school go to the Metro District HOA, or like we have something called the Citizens Advisory Board, which is a nonprofit that just really is a registered neighborhood organization. Um, And they were already hosting some events. So either try to find a need and fulfill it. So like they needed help hosting their events. They needed help buying Easter eggs or getting fundraising from other businesses or whatever else. So we kind of took the bull by the horns and went and partnered with them. so, you know, I'd say go out to the schools, go out to the neighborhood organizations, whether it's HOA or nonprofit or whatever else, and find out what the community needs or where you can, for lack of a better word, weasel, weasel your way into their events and say, hey, we see you're doing this, these events. I'd like to be a part of it. I'd like to help you promote it. Let's make it better than last year. And if you're going to host events, you can do events and then they'll promote it for you and they'll show up to your events. And it just makes it easier. So like when I've done, mm-hmm. I've done like movie nights down next to the amphitheater in our neighborhood. It wasn't just me out there doing a movie night. 
I got the local church involved. I got the neighborhood organization involved and everybody brought volunteers, helped set up. All I really did was brought myself in the DVD or uh, Blu-ray and hung out and handed out popcorn and talked to people. So it, it wasn't like doing these events is really even that hard, but find out what the need is and where you can partner with people to make this easier on yourself. Cause it shouldn't be like, I'm trying to plan a music festival by myself. It should be, there's already a farmer's market in the neighborhood. How can I compliment that? How can I help them? And then once you kind of get in on that, it makes it a lot easier and it'll kind of grow organically from there. Well, you, you definitely make it sound easy and seem easy and effortless and um, you make it look easy on all your postings and definitely appreciate all the, all the sharing of all these ideas. It's, it's great information. And I think anyone that's listening to this, that isn't doing this stuff, you'd be very wise to go to social media, look up Lake Bishop, Foxtrot Realty, follow his stuff, see the kinds of things he's doing. And, uh, you can just, um, you know, uh, rinse and repeat, just copy what he's doing. Cause Lake is a, a giver and a sharer. That's what I love about him. And uh, he doesn't mind you doing this in your neighborhood. So uh, if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm happy to help answer questions. Heck, you can even, if you're in the area, borrow the trash grabbers. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Well, um, any parting thoughts, Lake? Anything else? I don't think we need any, I don't think we need any more strategies. Just what everybody (laughs) says, pick one or two things and actually do them. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Everybody's, I, and, you know, everybody's guilty of it. I see stuff and I'm like, hey, that's a great idea. And don't do it. But if you don't do it, it won't work. That'd be the biggest thing is all of the strategies work from different real estate agents and coaches. You just have to implement them and be consistent with them. That's and I love what you said about picking five or six things to do and focusing on those and not trying to do a hundred things. I think that's yeah, key. Even just one or two things. I mean, pick three, yeah. two, three things and say, hey, and, you know, they can all complement each other. Like I said, I mean, if you pick doing an event, that can compliment, be complimented because you're going to do videos with it, but on social media. So now you've done social media, videos, and an event, and they're all a kind of hyper-local strategy that I think is going to work very well for you. And it makes it look like you're giving back to the community because you are. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Like, Definitely appreciate all the wisdom and Um, if you're listening to this and you enjoyed this show, please share it with your friends in the business that you think could benefit from this. We always appreciate getting the word out that way. And I wanted to remind you once again, I'm with intercap lending. I'm a lender and I believe in giving back to the agents that I work with. So if you'd like to talk about that, just give me a ring and we can uh, chat about that for a few minutes. And, um, you guys all have a great rest of the day. I appreciate y'all listening to the show. And thanks again, Lake, for being on with us. No worries. Thanks, RJ.